Welcome to Hubstaff's Agency Advantage Podcast, hosted by Andy Baldacci. Each week, Andy interviews a successful agency owner who shares their proven strategies to help you build and grow your agency. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to episode number 55 of Hubstaff's Agency Advantage Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Baldacci, and today I'm talking with Mark Snyder of RSW US, who shares a proven methodology for winning agencies' new business. Mark is a 30-year veteran of the advertising and marketing service industry, and today runs a 40-person agency, RSW US, where they've been helping marketing services firms find and win new business since 2005. Mark and his team do this by following a proven methodology that has helped not only their clients consistently grow, but has produced double-digit growth every year for their own agency. Deep down, every agency owner out there knows that having a real plan for winning new business is crucial to success, but most are just keeping their fingers crossed, hoping that they'll be able to get by on word of mouth alone. Mark is here today to share exactly how he has grown RSWUS and how he helps other agencies reliably land new business. If you're tired of the feast or famine cycle, then this is the episode for you. So without further ado, here's Mark. Mark, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Great. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate uh, the invite. Of course. And so let's just get right into it. What are most agencies doing wrong when it comes to new business development? Um, let's see, uh, where to begin? No, just, uh, just kidding. Um, I, I think that the biggest challenge agencies have is, um, is consistency. And I, I think, uh, you know, it, it's partly consistency of, of, uh, outreach in terms of, of always being there. I think it's, uh, partly consistent, uh, consistency of, messaging and making sure they've really fine-tuned uh, positioning and they're carrying that across all platforms, presentations, social media. Uh, and I think it's a, a consistency of methodology in terms of, of having a process in place that can, can really um, uh, systematize uh, their program. I think I actually, in, in asking that question, that sort of thought back to a, a, I think it was either a blog post or an article I wrote uh, back when I first started the business in 2005, uh, titled "The Three C's," and it was the uh, consistency of methodology, messaging, and and just general outreach that I think um, agencies have have difficulty with. Yeah, and I think you really didn't hit the nail on the head when you talk about consistency because so many agencies, especially smaller agencies, they don't they don't think about new business development when they're busy. They if they have a lot of client work, they just keep churning through that, focus on the work, and then um, a couple of months later, they look up. There's no leads coming in, and they have to scramble to get work. So they try if, uh, they do this blast of whatever it is that they try to do. <laughs> Get a few clients yeah. and it just repeats over and over again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, the time has to be right. You have to be mentally committed to uh, establishing a process and dedicating yourself to new business. You know, the I've seen too many agencies uh, wait too long before they make the jump in. And, uh, you know, occasionally we'll have agencies give us a call and they're in a real desperate situation where maybe they had two or three clients that represented 
90% of their business and, and suddenly one or two are gone. And, uh, you know, we're, we're by no means the pot of gold at the end of the six month rainbow here. And so you really, you really need to be there all the time and, and you need to be committed to it. And, uh, you know, and it, it starts at the top of the organization and, and, and getting others involved to varying degrees, you know, is, is, is helpful to the process. But, but there's got to be clear commitment and visible commitment from, you know, the person driving, driving the ship at the top. When clients come to you and they come to RSWUS, what usually is the catalyst for making them say, we need to reach out to someone, we need some help on this? Um, you know, it's something they've been thinking about for a while. You know, they've tried new business directors inside and have have failed um, with that experiment. Referrals and networking leads have begun to slow. You know, at some point, uh, while a business might be built off of those, those begin to slow down and. And we we see it, you know, in 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 our world too. When you know clients come in, uh, there you know there are just there are fewer marketers out there. There are more agencies competing for the same piece of work. Uh, there's consolidation of agencies among marketers, and um, it's any combination of those things that facilitate sort of the move uh, over to us or the phone call to us to kind of explore, you know, alternate ways of supporting a, a, a business development program. Mm-hmm. And when these clients are coming to you, when they start an engagement with you, I know you're not just kind of winging it with them. You have an organized methodology. So do you mind walking us through what that process is like from the very beginning? You know, it's a process that I think that any agency with some focus and, and discipline can follow themselves. It just takes focus and it takes discipline. I mean, you know, the first, the first step is sort of is defining your positioning and, and, and figuring out, you know, asking yourself what, what makes you different and why would marketers want to take a look and at you and, and sit down with you. And it's, it's not because you're strategic and smart and hardworking and fun to work with. You know, that's what any agency can say about themselves. You know, you got to be thinking about sort of what is that, that, five second to two minute, you know, elevator speech that's going to really set you apart. And is it a certain level of expertise? Is it a certain um, knowledge and, ex- you know, within sort of a discipline? Is it a certain knowledge and expertise within a sector? Or, uh, is it a certain source of insights or process that helps sort of get you to a better place? So, Thinking about sort of the the reasons to believe why a marketer would would look at you and say you can bring something different to the table that I'm not getting right now, that that's the first step. And and so once you define that, then then you can start building your content around that. You know, posts can speak to sort of that expertise. Uh, we use physical mailing pieces in our program that we're pushing out to prospects, you know, would want those things to be included, you know, that the, the positioning to, to sort of manifest itself into that piece and the other, any other outreach, email outreach, any LinkedIn outreach, just try and keep
keep some consistency of messaging and positioning throughout the life of the program. So once you define that that positioning, you know, the next step is really just to build the content and the collateral to support the program. So if you don't have a blog, you should develop a blog. It should speak with one voice. It should be value-added in nature. Um, you know, you should create case studies that are easily digestible by the prospects you're pushing them out to. Um, and, and we would advise, and again, we do for every program, that you create some sort of mailing device you know, ours typically are short little introductory brochures that introduce the agency and its value prop and showcases work and success. Um, so building all that content, maybe taking a step back and looking at your presentation, you know, if you have a capabilities presentation and, and tailoring it so, um, you know, ultimately it can be more about the prospect and less about you. Um, and then, you know, uh, so that, you know, that sort of lays the groundwork for the, for the program. You know, the next thing is figuring out sort of where, where you want to, uh, focus your efforts. And, um, and, and we find that the more focused we can be in terms of who we're going after, the sectors that we're pursuing, the more successful our programs are. So, you know, it's nice to say, oh, you know, would love a beer account because, you know, we all drink craft beer here and we all love craft beer, and but we don't have any experience, but we'd love to have a beer account. Well, that's all great and good, but there are hundreds of other agencies out there with beer experience that are going to, you know, eat your lunch as you try and make your way into this new account. So, so really being honest with yourself and saying, where does my expertise lie? Where can I best leverage that expertise and, and, and have the best possible chance of winning new business? Um, you know, if, if your agency, your creatives are tired of doing hospital work and tired of doing B2B manufacturing work, uh, but that's where your experience is strongest and, and your networking and referral opportunities are slowing down, you know, don't go after the categories that are outside the areas where you're strongest. Focus on those, build up some new business, and then maybe begin to look in, in, in categories that are tangential to those categories. Maybe you begin to look in med device or other healthcare services or, you know, B2B2C opportunities versus just B2B as an example. But you're so, not making some jump into an entirely new industry. Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, it's fine to want to go from point A to point Z, but we've got to sort of take steps in between to get ourselves there. So so define define your focus, you know, build up a, a list of prospects. I mean, you can go to a variety of, of sources to buy lists. Um, you know, we find that uh, even bought lists are only, you know, 60%, 70% worth you know, their weight. So, you know, we've got folks here, I've got about a dozen folks here that do nothing but build and clean lists for programs. So, uh, you know, we've got a database of 100,000 marketing and other decision makers, and then a variety of other resources. And even when we tap into those other resources, we're still cleaning those lists. So you don't have to go to that extent, but know that if you don't, if you don't call into those companies and verify information, you know, you're probably going to get a lot of bounce backs. You're probably going to get a lot of return mails and things like that. But so, you know, define where you want to go, um, build your content, define your positioning, 
And then once you have your program put together, you know, the way we work is we'll push out a mailing to 50 to 75 prospects. We'll have a letter attached to that mailing that'll introduce the agency and the new business director. That new business director will call and email the day that mailing goes out to let them know we just sent them something. And then a few days after that mailing has has sent out and we're pretty certain it's arrived, that's when we start calling in earnest. That's where we're looking up news about the prospect, trying to engage them in conversation and get them talking about their situation. And then bridging back to similar situations we've been in, you know, speaking as if I'm part of the agency. Um, and, and then, you know, giving them the confidence that we have some empathy and understanding for what's going on in their world, using those reasons to believe that we've built up in our positioning to suggest we got our clients to a better place and can do the same for you. And then, you know, I'll say go for the kill. I don't really mean it, but then, you know, convince them that, you know, Hey, you've, you've defined some problems. We've looked at those same problems in a, a unique and different way you know, might make sense for us to sit down and have another conversation about, you know, how we might be able to help you even further your your business, uh, you know, going forward. So, so it's kind of just taking those those kind of steps. We find uh, marketers tell us in our surveys that um, only about 16% of agencies come into first meetings and talk about the prospect. Uh, the the majority of agencies yeah come into meetings and and talk about themselves and and uh, and so you know what what marketers are looking for are insights and and you know a a um, they want to be able to look at that agency and say this agency gets me they're bringing some interesting thinking to the table uh, you know they value my opinion. We've had a good business conversation, and they haven't flipped open their PowerPoint and told me all the things that every other agency can tell me. And so, so it's kind of just you know that that's that's how we sort of get to a meeting. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of touches. I mean, um, we uh, we did an analysis of number of touches it takes to get a meeting, and I think the highest was like 11 in the consumer packaged goods food space. Uh, I think the least was like five, and I can't remember which uh, which industry that was. So, so it does take a lot of touches, whether it be email or phone touches, to just bust through to somebody and then ultimately convince them, you know, that it's worth sitting down uh, and, and, you know, having a conversation. I'm guessing this is what you do at, at RSWUS. Again, I'm, I'm assuming you dog food your own process. These are the steps you go through to, to build your own agency. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we live and die by the same things that uh, we we implement in our client programs. And we have built up this business through basically giving, you know, giving our thinking away through our our thought leadership content, you know, blogs, webinars, speaking engagements, uh, just you know, uh, not that all the business that we've built in has come in, you know, inbound. We've had to do our share of outbound outreach to prospects. We've had to, you know, we do mailings all the time to prospects, um, but yeah, we follow the same fundamental methodology that we use for our client programs. 
on on our own program and in our own business and we have you know since 05 have grown at you know double digits every year since we've started the business here wow do you mind if we get a little tactical by kind of digging into how you implement this at rswus um yeah i mean uh you're talking for our own benefit or yeah. for the benefit of clients for your own benefit um, yeah, I mean, we, um, you know, I've I've got, uh, and this is, hasn't always been the case. I mean, back in the early day, I was the guy writing all the blogs and and putting together all the surveys that we were pushing out to marketers through. Uh, you know, back then it wasn't SurveyMonkey, whatever it, it used to be, um, and I was the guy writing all the survey reports. Um, and running the business. So, you know, it was a 24-7 operation. So as we've grown, I uh, brought, you know, somebody else into sort of a sales role that sits alongside me who is also doing that. And then eventually we brought a marketing person on board who is full-time marketing, who is doing more of the blog writing, uh, who um, is, you know, developing the surveys, who's creating the webinars. I mean, we're, we're, we're managing those webinars, but she's writing all the webinars. It just, you know, it takes a lot of work. And, uh, you know, it's certainly something that an individual can manage on their own, but they've got to be committed to it. But I would highly recommend that if an agency were going to try and do stuff like this, that they, you know, either employ or engage an employee uh, you know, to sit side by side and, and, you know, share that responsibility because it just, it, it takes a lot of effort to, you know, we're writing, uh, at least a couple posts a week. You know, we're pushing out webinars once every quarter that sit on top of, you know, surveys that we're releasing. Uh, we have a, a, a large group of, um, uh, media contacts that we're reaching out to every time we push surveys out to try and get, you know, press on their sites. Um, you know, we have established relationships with the likes of Tim Williams and Jay Bear. You know, we're, we're pushing out thought leader surveys where they ask questions of marketers, of agencies, and then we do Skype interviews with them to get their perspective on the results. So, you know, there's just a, a heck of a lot of stuff that we build into our program to try and stay out there and, you know, be the the, the leaders in thought leadership in our space. And, uh, you know, there really is nobody doing what we're doing uh, at the level that we're doing it. And, um, you know, we enjoy it and it, it certainly has helped our business and, you know, um, I, you know, I know, I know it can be a value to an agency's business as well. Because yeah, that's one thing I want to dive into a little bit. Because a lot of agencies, and I mean, especially a lot of businesses too, is that when they think of content marketing, they're like, all right, we need a blog, we'll write up some posts and publish them. Like they don't think of it as like a more holistic strategy. They don't think of it having having an ultimate goal. And for you, it seems as though you've clearly developed all of this content to promote yourselves as thought leaders. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, I mean, it's, um, yes, it it is. And, and I think that, you know, there's, I talked about the positioning and carrying that throughout everything you do. And, and that's, that's, that's what we've done. You know, we've stayed 
true to the space of marketing service agencies. That's the only place we operate and, and you know, have become experts in the space. And, and we have a unique advantage in that we also have a separate uh, a search firm that we manage. So on occasion, we get marketers coming in looking for new agencies. And so that gives us, and I'm the guy that manages that, so that gives us sort of an added uh, unique perspective that, um, you know, not many have where we're writing RFPs, I'm sitting in pitch presentations, I'm talking to marketers about the pain points that they're facing, which then benefits our clients because we, you know, have that perspective. That also gives us sort of additional content and fodder to be able to write about, you know, when we're we're posting. So yeah, so the you know just posting is is you know if, if all we did was just post, you know, we might get some SEO value out of it, but um, you know you really have to activate that content. I remember writing a post once that um, irritated Michael Gass a little bit back in the day. Uh, I talked about social media, which which was you know really his what where he made his name. I talked about social media inherently being a passive platform, you know, or or, or medium. And uh, and my point was that you know just to write posts isn't good enough. You really you know like and that's this is how inbound marketing really came to be. You know, it's it's writing that content, activating it, and then acting on it, and uh, and that's that's what agencies need to do in order. You know, that's the simplest thing they can do, is to write posts, push them out consistently. You know, every week, every couple of weeks, and have somebody there that can call into those people that are clicking or opening up their content, and and maybe occasionally popping over some other value-added content to them. Um, so so I, I'm you know, somewhat oversimplifying it, but I think at a bare minimum, you know, those are the kind of things that agencies can do to, to help themselves a bit, to at least, if nothing else, to help build awareness of their agency among mm-hmm. the group of targeted prospects that they're interested in going after. And at some point, and we see this in our programs, at some point, all of a sudden, the new business director reaching out to the the sea of marketers will get an RFP uh, in their email. They've never talked to this prospect, um, but we've been pushing out value-added content to you know to them for the past six months, and and all of a sudden now our 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 agency client is engaged in some conversation with this prospect. So so those kind of things can happen and and be the direct benefit of you know, that that sort of activation effort. When you have that clearly defined scope of who you work with, who you serve, and what problems you solve, you're able to create content that actually resonates. It's not just content that kind of people write out for SEO, but no one actually wants to read it. It's something that people really care about. And then when they start coming across that and they start seeing your name again and again and again, it's it changes their perception of your agency, especially it, it, I'm sure it adds also to the cold outreach you're doing, because even though you haven't talked to them before, they've probably heard of you before. So it's not as cold uh, of a contact. You're absolutely right. Yep, it's it's absolutely true. And uh, and the challenge is just obviously doing it consistently. I mean, before I started this company, I was. Uh, running the domestic operations for a big global research firm. And um, we would, with 
best intentions, push uh, you know a mailer out or some content out, and make a few phone calls, and then you know Colgate Palmolive, our client, would get in the way, and and uh, you know they'd want to study uh, or they'd you know need some research done, and and then all, all that effort around um, you know trying to uh, to manage our outreach would. Um, would, would fall by the wayside. And, and so we actually, RSW actually started in London in 1992. Uh, we actually uh, hired RSW out of London uh, in, in um, uh, 2003 because my sister company over there was using them. So, so I've kind of lived through, you know, a lot of the struggles and challenges that agencies live through and, um, you know, found that, you know, something like this, you know, going to a resource that's solely dedicated to this kind of a process, you know, for, for me back then was a, a great move and really helped us. And, you know, it's it's been, um, you know, helpful to uh, to a lot of agencies since then. For sure. And one thing I, I want to ask, because I think something that is very rarely talked about, but is super important, is leveraging the content that you do, leveraging the content that you create with direct mail, with actually putting something in the mail, sending it to a prospect. How do you do that? You said the first contact is often just a, a brochure. What goes into that? Yeah, it's it's usually pretty um, simple in terms of content and, and design and structure. I mean, usually it's um, a six, eight page brochure, introduces the agency's brand, tells the prospect who, what they are, you know, open it up. There's a, a, a definition of their value proposition, maybe uh, uh, some, some credibility building uh, logos of clients they've worked with. And then I like to just characterize it as like many case studies, you know, big visuals of work, quick description of, of the problem and solution and maybe a big call out of results and, you know, laying, you know, again, it's maybe a six, eight page piece and, and, and you know, closes with uh, a listing of services. And then, you know, on the back, the contact info for, uh, for their new business director. And so, um, so it's a, it's a pretty simple piece, you know, agencies are typically, we usually direct sort of the development of it, give them the outline and and then they design it and produce it and send it to us and then we're mailing it out from here. We've done this since the start of the program. My sister company uh, in the UK has never used mailings. We use them from the get-go. You know, having been a marketer for 10 years, uh, you know, I knew how how flooded emails and phone can get, and and knew you know the 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 mailing platform, if you want to call it that, is relatively uncluttered, and it's a great way of of setting the table, uh, and um, you know, in a very uh, uncluttered environment, and and introducing your agency, and you know, it gives a new business director the opportunity to. Uh, you know, reference something as they're calling into that prospect. So, so it's it's actually been uh, you know quite quite helpful. Because I'm I'm guessing that you're not getting a ton of callbacks from that mailing itself. But when then when you're actually calling the prospect, they one they probably have at least if they don't know why they're they're probably at least aware of the name because of the mailing. But like you said, you have something to reference. You have some reason yep. to call. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, occasionally we will get callbacks. Occasionally those mailings will be passed on to somebody else in the organization, and that's, you know, all a really good thing. Uh, but, you know, the primary purpose is just, you know, I like to refer to it as setting the table. You know, we've we've called, you know, you're going to get a mailing. It's in a bright green envelope, uh, and, you know, look forward to speaking with you in a few days. And, and so there is at least some awareness when that bright green envelope shows up on their desk, um, you know, and, and we're calling, uh, you know, right behind it. Interesting. And it almost is similar in purpose as on like a smaller scale as the, the content marketing. It, it, it sets the content marketing sets the table. It's going to do a bit more to establish your authority, but there is really just trying to get them aware of you so that when you do contact them, they know who you are. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not unlike, um, I mean, the way we look at it, it's not unlike a, a well-integrated program that an agency would create for its client. You know, we look at it the same way. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use as many, as many platforms as I can uh, with, with a consistency of messaging to try and connect with that prospect. Because I don't know if they're going to be more receptive to phone or email, or mail, or LinkedIn, uh, or even Twitter. We've set meetings communicating via Twitter. So bizarre as that seems, uh, I've got to be able to to touch these folks in as many different ways as I can, politely and persistently. Um, but I, I've got to be able to you know use as many platforms as as are available to me. Let me stop Mark right there for a quick word from our sponsor, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The Agency Advantage podcast is brought to you by Hubstaff. Hubstaff makes time tracking software for remote teams so that you can stop tracking time with spreadsheets and start getting insights into how your team is spending their time that only screenshots and in-depth reports can give you. You probably know that by now if you've been listening to the show for a bit, but what you may not know is that we recently launched a platform called Hubstaff Talent, which makes it easy for you to find and hire high-quality freelancers from around the world. Whether you just need extra hands for a specific project or you're looking for something long-term, Hubstaff Talent is what you need. Best of all, it's 100% free. We don't take a cut and we don't act as a middleman. Our goal is for you to use Hubstaff for time tracking, but honestly, you're not required to do so. If you're looking to grow your team with remote freelancers and don't want to pay 20% to Upwork, head over to talent.hubstaff.com today and create a free profile for your agency and start posting some jobs. That's talent.hubstaff.com. All right, let's get back to Mark. Yeah, and, and it's like most people, when they think about direct mail, when they think about content, when they think about cold calling, they think about them in these little silos. But with your process, they're really not at all. They all work together, and you're trying to find all those touch points against different channels so that you can optimize for kind of contact them in as many different ways because you don't know what's going to work best for them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, different people, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, maybe it's because I'm 53 years old. I, I not, not all the time, but I sometimes like to print stuff out and look at it, you know, uh, other people, you know, refuse to print anything and operate, you know, solely on their, their laptop or their desktop. Um, you know, so we want to, there's no way to predict how somebody is going to be most responsive to an outreach. And, um, and so we want to just be prepared to, to, 
do it as many different ways as we uh, as we can. How do you manage this process when you have so many different touch points? Do you have internal software use? You just use commercial software? How do you keep track of everything? Yeah, so we since the get go have used uh, uh, Goldmine, which is a you know fairly robust CRM. Um, at, uh, you know, just basically allows us to track history of touches. We also use uh, SharpSpring, which is a marketing automation uh, software uh, platform that we have uh, created our own custom API that connects Goldmine to SharpSpring. So as we're pushing out, you know, more mass outreach to our databases, you know, we're able to track that history and activity through our CRM uh, Goldmine you touched on it before about how when you were trying to do this while running the agency, while doing everything, it was basically not just your full-time job, it was your life. That was all you really had time to do. And it seems like with all the moving pieces that there are, it's a lot of times you'll see agencies hire a salesperson. They'll hire some new business director and they're like, all right, this guy's going to come in. He, he or she is going to just sell for us and I can just stop thinking about it. But it rarely works out that way because talking to you now, I see how many different steps of the process needs to be done. And one person really can't do it that well. So what is the sweet spot for when an agency can reliably do this in-house without sacrificing their life? And where should, <laughs> like, when should they think about having a partner help them out with it? You know, everybody has their own level threshold of, of pain. I mean, I, I would, you know, if I were an agency principal, I would, um, you know, look, look to my staff and, uh, you know, uh, find people that can support, you know, different parts of the process. Uh, we, we here have, you know, not just the marketing person, not just myself or my other, you know, salesperson, uh, writing blogs, but there are other people that contribute. So you could create a, a content calendar and assign different people in different months to, to write content for the blog. You know, you could have somebody sort of coordinate, the, the the mailing outreach, you know, and, and maybe somebody coordinate, you know, separately sort of the, the mass email outreach to, uh, to the database. Um, and, and I think unless you are, you know, confident that there's somebody else that can represent the agency as well as you can, then, you know, then, then you, you should probably be the one on those intro calls and those intro meetings. So, so your job becomes more, the sales job and you have other people, you know, it's kind of like our, in our world here, we've got, you know, a list department and a Marcom group and, you know, somebody uh, overseeing the performance of the programs, somebody managing the mailings. And so the new business director, pretty much all they do is manage the outreach, you know, try and get meetings set. So if you can do that, then that's great. Then it's going to become a little bit more manageable for you. But if if you if you don't have uh, those kind of resources, you don't have those people that you. It's not and it's not a question of trusting them, but believing that they have the time and the talent to be able to manage those things. If they're not there, it's going to be really hard to effectively do all that yourself. So, you know, we had and, and, you know, continue to have, but we had back in the day, you know, the advantage of being one of the only, I mean, we've kind of built this category, you know, there are some other players here and there were a few other players, 
but you know, a we're we're zeroing in on one sector, you know, marketing service firms. The need is pretty well defined. You know, we're out there delivering against that need very specifically. So not that it's easy, but it's easier than trying to bust through to a CMO of some consumer packaged goods organization when there are a hundred other agencies trying to knock down that same door. You know, so it, it just the, the the level of complexity and time to do what they need to do just gets gets harder. And so I, that's why I think if you don't have the supporting cast or uh, you know, for whatever reason, I think then you got to kind of look out and and see if it makes more sense to, um, you know, to bring somebody like us or who, you know, whoever on board. If they brought you on board, like at, at what is the principle of the agency? What is their job? Is it really just they hand off most things to you to give a few approvals here and there and then they show up for meetings? Or what is the workload like for an agency if they partner with another agency like you? Sure. Um, yeah, it's primarily being the one that's on the meetings or on the intro calls. It's being there for the weekly updates at the new business director who looks like they're part of that agency, you know, that they give to that, that principle of that, um, that marketing, you know, service firm. It, it is in the beginning coordinating, you know, uh, either they are or somebody else is helping us coordinate the development of some of the, you know, the mailing piece, any revisions or creation of case studies, there's a, a fairly concentrated, uh, heavier uh, upfront involvement as we ramp up programs, approving lists and things like that. But once a program gets going, you know, it's like once a week, they they get their update, you know, new business directors calling in between those weeklies as they have questions or they get meetings set, um, you know, reviewing the client meeting form that they send the the principal of that agency to, you know, set them up well for that meeting. Um, so those, um, uh, you know, th- those, those are the ways in which a principal would get involved in, in a program like ours. I see all the steps. I see all the pieces and I, I'm starting to see how they all fit together. And like you said, it's that if you're making that decision on whether or not there's something to do in house or to hire out or not, it's first figure out, and get a grip on what all the pieces are, who would be responsible for them, and then ask a question like, do we have time for this? And if we do, will other things suffer? Will we be able to do it well? And all of that. And then from there, you'll make a better decision on how to go forward. But I feel like that's a good starting point, at least. You gave listeners a ton of information today. I want to end with just a few quick questions. Are you you good? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm fine. Thank you. So the first one is, what do you spend too much time on right now? Me personally? Yeah. Not because accounts don't perform well, but I'm just an inherent worrier. And uh, and so I'm always worrying about my accounts, you know, our, our clients, and making sure the programs are, are working, you know, the best possible way they can. And um, and so, so I, I probably, you know, do more of that than I need to, but that's... I always say I'd rather do that than fall asleep at the wheel and wake up one day and, you know, have half my clients go away. That's very true. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have been there where they think everything is going great and then all of a sudden they lose a couple of key accounts. So on the other side of that coin, what do you think you could spend more time doing? 
it would it would be nice if 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 cash wasn't an issue to spend more time physically visiting clients. Uh, we have started just in this past year or two either sending myself and the new business director or just the new business director to uh, going uh, clients, you know, clients that have been with us uh, a couple of years plus, uh, you know, to, to visit and talk strategy. And so that that's happening more. Um, and so I'd, I'd like to be doing more of that. And then I, I think the other thing is, is uh, kind of dreaming up new and different ways to um, service agencies to help them, you know, find new opportunities. Um, and uh, we're actually, we spent a good amount of time this year testing some new concepts and, uh, and, and, and hopefully we'll be in market with uh, something brand new uh, in February of, of this next year. So, uh, so stay, stay tuned for that one. <laughs> so building on that, the last question is, what does the next year look like for RSWUS? Uh, it looks pretty exciting. I mean, I think with this new platform that we're introducing, um, uh, and it basically takes advantage of that relationship that we have with our sister company, the uh, this RSW Agency Search. Um, I think that that could prove pretty exciting. It could open up some new doors for us among agencies that uh, where we're not doing business. Uh, you know, right now, the year looks promising. We've got great new business directors that 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 know what the end game is for us. And, and the end game for us is not setting meetings, which if you were to ask me back in 2005 through 2008, I would have told you that we're in the business of helping better position agencies, finding qualified leads and setting meetings. And today, we're we're all about getting clients closer to close and 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 we've changed the compensation structure of new business directors so they're not only given good base salaries and incentives when they set meetings but those incentives per meeting go up when the client closes business and the longer the client stays on past their contract period they're given tenure bonuses so so they they're there to coach and counsel and push those clients to make sure they're doing everything they can and, and we're doing everything we can to try and move them down the line past that first meeting and, and get to close. So, so our retention has, has, has risen consistently year after year. Uh, we have, you know, more and more clients that have been with us three, four, five, six years. And, um, and so hopefully we'll just, you know, see more of that as we roll into 17. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to see how that all plays out. And so the last thing is just, Mark, where can listeners go to learn more about RSWUS and everything that you offer? Sure. Appreciate that. Yeah, your best place is to, uh, to go to our site, which is rswus.com. Uh, lots of free resources there, webinars, uh, survey reports, you know, blog posts. I mean, it's just, it's, spilling over with content and um and so you know whether you 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 choose to use us or not there's a lot of really good stuff on there that can at least get you thinking about different ways to manage your agency um and and their new business you know development efforts so 
so that that's you know that's certainly the best way. Uh, you know, if there there's interest in in reaching out directly to me, uh, you know, my email address is Mark with a K at rswus.com. So certainly feel free to reach out uh, directly to me if there's any you know questions that anybody has or wants to talk to any you know challenges. I, I certainly you know my time is free, so happy to happy to talk about those things. Awesome. I really appreciate that, Mark. I'll get all of that linked up in the show notes. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I've talked to a lot of guests about how they run new business development efforts for agencies. And while each have their own unique take on the process, one thing I've seen that they all have in common is that the process itself doesn't have to be complicated and actually probably shouldn't be. Mark's methodology is no different. It starts with a kickoff meeting to develop a list of prospects, create a brand store that shares the agency's unique value proposition in a compelling way, and a plan for how the agency can improve their skills and assets to make the sales process easier. From there, it's time for a new business director to own the process and work to create a targeted list of prospects. There are dozens of ways to buy or build your own list, but what Mark says is most important is that the lists are clean so you can ensure all of the data is accurate. Then, content is created to bolster or build the agency's position as a thought leader in their space. And finally, the prospecting begins. Instead of sticking to just a single channel, Mark suggests using multiple different channels to hit as many touch points as possible across mail, phone, email, and social. At this point, you need to follow up, book meetings, and ultimately close the deal. That's Mark's system, and while it should work for you, what matters in the end is that you create something that you can consistently execute on, whether times are good or bad, busy or slow. Without that discipline, it's going to be difficult to make any new business development plan work. That's all I have for you this week. If you enjoyed the show and learned something, head over to iTunes and leave a review. Tell me what it was that you learned. I love hearing from listeners, and positive reviews help us grow our audience. So if you can take a second to do that, I'd really appreciate it. And don't forget, if your agency is looking to hire remote contractors or maybe even looking for a few extra projects yourselves and are tired of paying huge fees to Upwork, head over to talent.hubstaff.com and create a profile. It's 100% free, and that address again is talent.hubstaff.com. All right, I'll talk to you next week. See ya. See ya.